wicket. She lays it off. Teresa Polias. It's an absolute peach. Yes, driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him up. One now. Uh, I'm taking a victory lap this week. Get it? Get a victory lap? Bang on with both my predictions. And my co-host, Pakua Frimpong, went a little early on Twitter, didn't didn't you? Honestly, I don't think I went a little early. I think I was just cursed by Teo Pelletieri. Like, he just... (laughs) Cursed, you know, my prediction. That's that's fine. What now, did he do? What? How did he lay the? He started the jinx? speaking unnecessarily about red cards, and then all of a sudden, it was a red card procession for Melbourne City, and then there goes my home grand final. I was upset, felt quite emotional. Well, there was one Melbourne team that kept up their end of the bargain. They did. Melbourne victory, knocking off Adelaide United in Adelaide. No mean feat, and we're delighted to be joined in studio by Melbourne Victory midfielder Alex Chidiak. Chids, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well. I mean, I noticed you vibing to our intro music. It is very good intro music. Thank you. We're proud of it. Josh, you did well when you made that. It was nice work. Uh, best on the station. Sh- sh- shots to the, the Euro show, I know. But uh, <laughs> we, we set the mood here nice and early. Yeah. Uh, Chids, what's the vibe like in the victory change rooms pregame? What's the, the pregame pump up? Pre-game pump-up, you're talking about music or are we talking yeah. about... Oh, just generally. Look, because we had Melina Ayres, we had to um, go a little bit more alternative. We had a bit of ACDC, a bit of rock going she, on. She um, loves her ACDC, doesn't she? Yeah, she did she? bring this up when we had her on early in the like our first show of the season. She told, she talks about how she loves rock, so I think that works for her. Yeah, so we had some rock going on right before we left. I think we're going to have to keep that going now. <laughs> I think it definitely worked Well, she did score a goal. And Absolute banger. What's that, what was that like the moment that goal went in? Did Was it like, oh, I think we're going to do it or... Or did you feel like? Did you feel confident starting this game, knowing I think we can do this? We had a lot of confidence going in. We had a really great preparation in the week, um, and yeah, it all came together on the day. You know, even in the change room, we had a really good feeling about it. All very focused. Our warm up was probably the best we had all season, um, and yeah, you could show that we really wanted it out there. So, what's uh, what? What makes a good warm up before a game? How, when do you know that the team's feeling it? Is it just like the passes in the pregame uh, drills are all just hitting a target, or is there a certain energy to it? It's a bit of an energy, and you see people kind of giving out their individual flair. You know, going out, um, doing whatever they want. You know, not being afraid to to make mistakes. Um, so yeah, like you could just tell, and everyone's shots were on point. And finally, I was hitting the target as well, so I was like, <laughs> "That's good." <laughs> what was the message from Jeff? He seems like a very calm man, but I, I said to um, Maya Markowski last week, "I think she he reminds me of like a he could be a James Bond. You know, he could have auditioned to be Bond back was in he, the day. Yeah, back in the day, was he? Oh, he could still do it now. Don't don't put a, a restriction on Jeff, please. Let it be. Would what was his message for the, like this week and the game? He was just very calm. You know, we, we know we've had, you know, a pretty up and down rocky season, um, but he's had belief in us this whole time. And I think he is a massive part that, um, you know, he's putting that belief in all of us that we can go out there and do it. And we did a little bit of extra um, video before the game as well, the night before in the hotel. And I think that helped um, get the message across too. But just very calm, collected. I think James Bond would be a good role see, for him. I'm telling so. you, come on. <laughs> Poker face yeah. and the pressure. You can see him checking his cards in He'd, Casino you know, Royale. not. He's got Not a pen and he's just he's constantly clicking it. It's like Morse code for something. We all just know. He just, he's just Jeff, like, Jeff just understands. He's just got his mm. role sorted and he knows exactly how it works. So take us through it. Leah Privitelli gives you the lead with a very well-taken goal. I mean, she was full of beans, as she always is, um, particularly this game. And then you cop one of the 
best goals to have ever been scored in an A-League women's finals match. Maybe yeah. A-League women's full stop. Yeah. Just a miracle free kick that, that loops over Casey Dumont. How does the team pick themselves up from there? I think we felt like we were in control the whole time. I mean, we had a similar feeling the first game against Adelaide before that first goal um, went in and we ended up losing the game. But we still felt quite in control at that point and we knew we were going to get one back. We, we had the energy at halftime. We weren't stressing whatsoever. We just knew we had to go out and give it our all and, and yeah, it ended up working out in our favour. You guys seem to dominate that midfield battle because Adelaide this season, their midfield has been quite dominant. This is your first season with Victory and you've really provided them something different. What was your in your specific focus for that game against Adelaide? Yeah, so in the past, um, you know, a few games leading up, I was playing a little bit more of a deeper role. Um, we had a few injuries out and everything like that. But with Amy Jackson coming back in the squad, she's more of our traditional six. So I was able to go a bit higher up. And I guess my role was to, to kind of distract the Adelaide midfielders, um, drag them away so... Uh, we could get um, AJ and, and Tiff on the ball and pulling the strings a little bit there. So that was kind of my role to just run around and be annoying. <laughs> so speaking of your role, I think it's a really interesting question because looking at the Matilda squad, there are lots of midfield options that have been used and rotated. What position do you think is your best? Because you play well as a six or you play well higher up, to, you know, a little bit up the field. What's, what do you think is your best Anything but left wing back. Um, <laughs> we just <laughs> anyone tuning in from Japan. <laughs> I think that's a um, fair thing to I say. I was about yeah. to make that joke, and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to. <laughs> so I'm I mean, glad we can, you we have. can make it now. It's yeah. safe to make it okay, now. Um, yeah, honestly, anywhere in the midfield, to be honest. Um, and and yeah, I've actually been enjoying playing a little bit deeper as well. I didn't think that I'd be as good as it. And there's definitely some defensive things I need to pick up on. But it's been a really good season for me to learn how to play different positions in the midfield and start to build confidence in that. I, I will just say that me and Josh are on that team for having you as the number six for the Matildas. I don't know if um, I might be speaking for you, but I think you'd be so mm. great in that role. That's just me. Mm, thank you. Well, okay. not really a question. Uh, not really we'll, a question. We'll, we'll we'll let, just we'll a no, I think it's, a, I think it's, a, no, it's a, no, no, but I think when we talk about the Matildas and, you know, some of the issues, I think that, you know, there are options and Alex has had a great season. Well, I want to talk about the kind of midfield dilemma that Victory's faced all season with, say, Amy Jackson getting shuffled into the centre-back role for much of it. Um, you've had so many different partners in in the middle of the park and you've played so many different roles in that shape. Yeah. You know, how's that uncertainty been to deal with, to try and tinker and find the right formula, which all, I guess, stems from Kayla Morrison's injury at the beginning of the campaign? Yeah, I mean, it has been quite an unlucky um, start from the beginning with Kayla and Melina out. Um, Melina out for a little bit longer than, than we all expected, to be fair. And, you know, in the season as well, with having games every few days, we've picked up more injuries like AJ's. Um, we've had a suspension with Kyra, so she wasn't able to play the other week. Um, we've had some of our young guns come in and, and do really well. So I think it's been quite a good opportunity for them to step up. But, yeah, we haven't had that consistency, and that's been the hardest part. But at the po- at that same time, you know, we've been building a squad, and that's what's gotten us, us to this point. And it's exciting because you need a squad to win finals, and that's what we showed on the weekend. What about the uncertainty for you as well? Because there was a period there where we weren't sure if you were going to stick around for the finals campaign or not. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a difficult period. Um, it was all kind of had to make a decision within six hours um, if I was going to either leave earlier or be able to stay. Mm. Um, and I think just it was the right decision to end up staying. You know, I felt like I was starting to gain some momentum. 
was playing well, really enjoying it. And yeah, I didn't want to miss out on a potential finals. Is this the best you felt with your football in your career? Or is there another time that you look back on and go, that was probably where I was playing some of my best football? I think, yeah, definitely in a long time. I mean, when I was younger, uh, my parents would say when I had the bob cut and I was wearing my gloves, that was when I was at my best <laughs> and they want that to come back. So don't be surprised if I whip out some gloves randomly at some point. Um, bob cut though. Yeah. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. It was Surely quite bad. there's some photos that just need to pop up. Just Please don't find them. They're, <laughs> they're horrendous. <laughs> um, but no, it, it is the best that I've felt in a long time. I think um, my last season um, with City, I started to find my feet again. And that, that was really, really good. But then, yeah, I didn't play for another three months after that. Went to Japan, didn't have a lot of luck. So I think this is where I've really um, built up a lot of confidence being, you know, in a more traditional formation as well. Um, that's really helped me find myself, I think. You mentioned six hours. Uh, mm. If you're able to give more detail on that, that would be interesting. Yeah, so basically what happened was we had, I think we had the game against Wanderers. I think that was our 5-0 win. Um, and a couple of days later, I got contacted from my club and I was originally meant to be leaving on the 25th. Um, and they said, from the 15th, you're not allowed to play. And the 16th, we played against Sydney FC. And I was like, we need to have a chat. So we got on the phone with um, the GM, got my agent and we we're just asking a whole bunch of questions because usually like that's, yeah, that just came out of the blue. We didn't really understand why and they were very firm on that. Um, so I pretty much asked like some quite honest questions. I was like, has, you know, has the coach in Japan been watching my games? Um, you know, where does he see me fitting in in this next part of the season? And to be honest, like they hadn't been watching my games. Um, the team's been doing well, so he didn't think that he was going to change the squad. So they'd also signed three new midfielders and that kind of consolidated my only potential position to be left wing back. So I just felt like it was um, probably best to ask for a mutual termination. And they, they were really good about it. They were understanding. Mm. Um, they got where I was coming from. And yeah, because of the, the window that was closing, it was like a six-hour kind of like, I have to just make this decision today. And then, yeah, to, to be fair, Victor were very happy when I told them. Um, Jeff was said he was going to go do some somersaults outside. So I was like, brilliant. Please uh, some stretches before, though, Jeff. He does his own stunts in the James Bond exactly. films. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need it. <laughs> that is true. He's always ready. I mean, maybe the coach just couldn't get Paramount Plus to work. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people had issues this Josh, season. So. Josh, yeah, honest, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> honest, look at you. Um, even though you haven't had some of the greatest luck going overseas, obviously with your injury when you were athletic go and now the – not playing probably the best position for you in Japan. Do you still have those hopes of like, have you not been deterred to you know go overseas again? Yeah, like, I mean, to be honest, it, it has been quite heartbreaking. You know, two countries that I really saw myself being able to develop, um, two countries where they're like my favourite style of football. So it has been a hard one to take and I haven't fully processed um, Japan because we've just been go, go, go. Yeah. Mm. Um, but in saying that, you know, I, like, my dream's always been to, to be able to play overseas, um, to experience that at a club. Hopefully the next one, wherever it is, I am playing, playing in the midfield, get to have that experience. If only one time in my career I get that, I'll be happy. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's really about finding the right mix and the right fit. It's tough because there's so many factors that can go awry there outside of your control. I mean, it sounds like the club have been in Japan have been brilliant to you, apart from the coach who just didn't see you as part of his plans in the midfield. So. Yeah, no, they, they really were. And from the whole process, I mean, like when I was signing as well, I was very excited about it and everyone was just like super great. The team as well, it was just, yeah, if a coach doesn't like you, then they don't like you. Um, and that was unfortunate, you know, first day out of hotel quarantine, I'm at left wing back, I can't really do much else apart from ask. And then there are a couple of, you know, cultural differences. I think asking was quite 
um, you know, asking for feedback was quite rude. Um, and I didn't mm. realize that at the time. And that was, it was difficult to navigate those things. Um, and I just didn't see myself being able to improve just training over there. You know, I really wanted to be playing again. Um, and, and yeah, I've seen my game change a lot this season with victory. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for the next few matches. Obviously it's a little bit hard to tell because it's been such a short period of time, but do you think that's really like those types of adversities have really helped you and just like shape the person you you are and becoming and also the type of footballer that you want to be in the future? Yeah, for sure. I think without those experiences, I definitely wouldn't, you know, be at this stage right now. I've got a way better perspective um, on what I want to do with my career and outside of my career as well. And I think it's just made me all around a better person and a better player um, and a better teammate in that too. So it's it's been as, as hard as it's been, and I wish some things didn't have to happen to, to get to this point, um, I am grateful to some extent for those experiences. Now, those, those things aside, you've got a game this weekend against Melbourne City. What, what are your feelings and what are your expectations heading into that game? I think, um, you know, getting that win, obviously we needed to win to get through um, to this game, but it's we have such good vibes within the team. We've been talking about it ever since. I mean... You know, we, we had some really, like, fun celebrations afterwards. And that's that's been the, the same all season, though. Every win. And I haven't been a part of a team that really celebrates a win in a long time. And it's been – it was really special on the weekend. Um, and I think we've just got all the momentum now. Um, and it's going to be, yeah, a great match. I mean, it's a Melbourne derby where we've won – we've beaten them before um, and we lost the next game. So I think this is going to determine which shade of blue <laughs> Melbourne is. Um, so um, I'm excited. Melina coming back into the fold at the perfect time, it seems. I mean, no one wanted her to miss all, basically the whole season. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy to think that injury kept her out for, for so long when, you know, nobody expected it, but these things can happen. She's timed her run perfectly. She got a, a goal on the weekend with just a brilliant finish. She might be the best finisher in the league. I think she is, 100%. Like, it's, it's phenomenal watching her in training. Like, even when she was coming back from the injury, she was joining in in a couple of drills we did, and she just knows how to score a goal. And that's mm. what we, I think we have been missing this season. You know, Zim's come in and done a great job, but she's not a number nine, and, like, that's not her preferred position. Um, she's, she prefers to be out on the wing creating opportunities, and that's where she created the opportunity for Leah to score. Mm. So it's amazing having Melina back, and, yeah, I, I think she is the best goal scorer in the league. I want to see some really good celebrations this week. I feel it's a, if it's a Melbourne derby, I want I want just a little bit of you know some tension in there, just so when we get a celebration, it's a real like you know stick it to someone. I'm just that's just me. That's just me. I like a bit of drama. I, I mean, like the there drama. are two schools of thought, I guess, yeah. because Maya told us last week she did have something choreographed prepared. I think we should, she wouldn't she wouldn't reveal it on air, but she scores. Uh, she still got times when she scores next. <laughs> but then you've got someone like Melina with just like the purest natural reaction to the goal and the yes. big fist pump. Um, you know, that that's fantastic to see as well. Have you, do you ever think about a goal celebration or do you just not assume that it's going to hit the back of the net? Is that, that bad juju? Oh, I have had uh, – I have a couple that I've been supposed to be doing this season, but obviously I've only scored the one goal and that was when we were 2-0 down, so I wasn't going to celebrate. Yeah. I had to just Fair grab enough. the ball and cry. <laughs> <laughs> My dream is to, to do a knee slide though. Um, but the issue is, is like in the EPL, they make it look so easy. But like, I'm not sure if Amy Park is going to be kind to me in that sense. Like, I feel like there's some bumps in there at the moment. That and it's I like, might what, just... 20% artificial as well? There's yeah, a little bit of artificial that, turf like, there. Yeah, it's, and it's never like wet enough either. So yeah. I'm just, I'm a little bit worried. I might have to get a water bottle first, spray the pitch, <laughs> do my run up. It might not look pretty, but then I'll get to do my knee slide. So. I feel like we would love to have a there's your sliding moment. Uh, mm. So it would be. 
quite, you know. I think it'd be great. I feel like a lot mm. of us on Twitter would enjoy it too. Against City, tough opponents, well structured. Your former team, you know them yeah. well. You know, you know how they play uh, inside and out. So does that, does that give you a bit of an edge? I think so, a little bit. Like I've just been so excited since, you know, we knew that City was the next game. All of us, we knew Adelaide was going to be very, very difficult to get past um, considering the form that they've been in. But I think all of us are extremely pumped up for this game. Um, and yeah, knowing them quite well, I, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling really good. I love it. I love it. I, I, also, speaking of the celebrations really quickly, I'd like to see Jeff pull out a James Bond celebration. I feel like that's oh. what you guys should do, you know, as a... I think it'd be really cool. We could. I, I can definitely I think, mention that. I think, you know, vic- yeah, victory socials. I feel like that's what the theme needs to be for your next social post. Okay, done. I'll, Ma- I'll maybe, the, maybe the pen that he's clicking yeah. is actually a gadget from Q. I feel Q. like in Skyfall <laughs> there was something to do with the pen. I think I, I think I remember that correctly. You better not get the wrong combination. It might yeah, explode exactly. spontaneously. Might maybe that's so. an ex- explodes when they score a goal and it's just to celebrate. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's like the Amy Park fireworks that keep going off unexpectedly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We just These ideas just keep on, <laughs> keep on rolling. Look at that. So... You're up against Stoddy this mm. week. She's been killing it in the midfield. It seemed like, and we'll talk about it in our analysis later, but it seemed like Melbourne City lost their grip on the game when she was she was substituted early. That, that's a tough tough opponent to uh, to escape the attentions of. How is Stoddy like to come up against in a, in a game? No, she was difficult. Um, the first game that you know I, I was back, and it was I think one of our first games back as well. We were having a bit of a chat um, during the game and kind of commentating it together. So we've got a good relationship. Um, it is going to be a very difficult matchup, and with Leah Davidson as well, I think she's had a brilliant season too. So it's going to be a difficult one. But um, look, we'll be three v two. Um, mm. So I am I'm kind of thinking that we might have a bit of space okay. to work with. I think I think that you might also have some space to work with, but it's going to be it's going to be a great game, and I think that's something that Melbourne fans deserve just a really competitive A League Women's uh, preliminary final. And and no bubs in goal either. She's suspended, so chance for a few a uh, few pops from range. Just uh, test the keeper out early. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that, that's always that's always what you hear in uh, in like Sunday league change rooms. I don't know if the same phrases get the get the roll around in the pro level, but you know, test them out. Yeah, you know, yeah. see what they're <laughs> made of. We get that every game, honestly. They're just like, test the keeper out. Like, we're trying. <laughs> I mean, you without trying to pump your tyres up too much, you've nearly scored the goal of the season, I think, twice. <sighs> you've hit the woodwork from, like, 25 metres. So it's coming. It's, it's, yes. maybe, it's getting closer. <laughs> maybe you just need to wait for a special occasion. Yeah, exactly. That's what it, that's all I've been exactly. waiting and, for. And, and that's when you whip out the that's knee slide. That's the knee slide, mm. yeah. Chidiak. <laughs> So it's been so much fun having you in. I'm Absolutely. I'm going to actually clear the uh, the airstrip for you to to make a little cheap plug here. I've got conflict of interest, of course. <laughs> yes, but you can tell she's a natural on the microphone, <laughs> and it's because uh, Alex here has actually been doing a podcast. I have I have been doing a podcast, and and Josh here has been producing the podcast. Mm, hello, so. and I'm so. just yeah, hello, <laughs> yeah. And because we've obviously been listening to <laughs> every episode yeah, religiously and, and giving us great reviews. Exactly, I'm sure. Exactly. It's called Five the other star. side of ninety. Do you want to give yeah. us a quick? you know, 60-second elevator pitch on what it is? <laughs> Just go listen to it. Um, no, so so pretty much it's it's an idea that I've had for quite a while um, now, but it's about mixing, you know, the community aspect of football um, and bringing that to light through, you know, myself as a professional um, and my partner's also within the game too. So we've just got, you know, us kind of speaking to some, some really, really interesting people that have amazing stories to share. Um, and, yeah, look, so far we've had really good reviews on it. Um, we've got a few more episodes coming out soon, so have a listen. I better hustle on the edit then, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. get them uploaded so people can listen. You can listen uh, to it anywhere, right? Yep, the yeah. other side of ninety, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Fantastic. Spotify, like normal people do, or yeah. you know, other yeah. apps are available. Yeah.
We're we going to let you go. We're going to let you prepare for the Sunday blockbuster Melbourne Derby preliminary final. It does not get any bigger than this. 4 p.m. kickoff at Amy Park. Alex Chidiak, thanks for joining us. No, thanks very much for having me. I want the cool outro music yes. now. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we'll play, the, play, we'll play the intro again just yep. to, so you can just you, you can have your exit music. But we've got Caitlin Torpy coming up on the other side of the break. So stick around. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! 